0: Welcome, glad to have you with us, glad to be with you. 874-9390, toll free 800-529-5572 or GaryNolan.com. If you want to come to the Christmas dinner, you got to go to GaryNolan.com. Send me a message. Don't worry, we don't have any cookies. We don't send out a slew of emails. In fact, the only emails you'll get from me are response to emails you send to me. Uh, But we have a few seats left for the 16th. It's a Saturday at 12 noon at CC City Broiler for the annual Christmas dinner. Jim Babka is flying in. Uh, He'll be one of the speakers. Uh, I won't tell you who the other one is just yet, but we do have two. So, uh, and the speakers never, we try never to let them go too long. Ten minutes or so, do a few Q&A, and by then the dinner is down. What a great way to meet people and... Uh, and, so, and we get the restaurant all to ourselves. So, if you're interested, GaryNolan.com, dot com. Tell me how many in your party, your phone number, and email address, um, and and we'll uh, we'll get you in there. All right, it is uh, nine oh seven, and I appreciate. By the way, let me just point out that uh, uh, Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft, uh, he's going to be with us at uh, nine thirty-five this morning. Uh, And we'll have him on to talk about, among other things, the Hunt Institute Education Summit. Um, We are inviting him on the program, not because of any political campaign or race, but because he's the Secretary of State in the state of Missouri, and I'm interested in hearing what he has to say. I want to thank you, uh, lots of you. Let me start at the beginning here. Last year, after my sister passed away, I began to question the existence of God, and we had two conversations about this. And I was not convinced. Uh, in fact, the more I think about it, the less convinced I am the existence of God. That apparently inspired many of you to try to save what you think is my immortal soul. And uh, I just got another email today. I mean, we haven't had the, we had this conversation what eight months ago, Brian? Nine months yeah, ago, least, something no. like that. Yep, um, in, with all kinds of links and, and, and I, I constantly am getting I got one today um, look I, I don't want to dissuade anybody I think most of the tenants uh, of the Christian uh, faith and the Jewish faith are pretty benign in fact pretty good that doesn't mean I believe there's some omniscient um, omnipotent Invisible being, concentrating on planet Earth, or you know, wherever else in the universe he um, exerts his his power. Uh, that didn't make me a bad guy. I uh, I don't steal from people. I don't rob people. I don't beat people up. I don't kill people. I'm. I, and and it's not because I believe in God. It's because I want to treat others the way I want to be treated. I appreciate your efforts. But there are some things that just don't make sense. And the answers I keep giving is, uh, that I keep getting, uh, sound like this. I believe because I have faith. Well, that's, that's almost redundant. You have faith means you believe. It doesn't mean you have proof. That doesn't mean there is proof. Um, and if you're convinced, I'm good with that. I, I don't want to change anybody's mind. My questions are, you know, based solidly in logic, uh, and I'm going to give you an example, and, and I'm going to use Brian as my. And, and I don't want to go knee deep into this, uh, but I'm going to ask Brian a couple of questions about his understanding of God. Is God omnipotent? Uh, yes, supposedly can do, uh-huh. can do anything he wants. Yes. Is he omniscient? He knows everything. Yep. Knows the past. That's what I've been uh, told, and what knows I knows the present. Knows the future. Everything. Knows everything and can do anything. Does he have free will? I assume so. He can do whatever he wants. So if I were to ask, if if God were to say, uh, tomorrow at 9 a.m., I'm going to show up on the Gary Nolan show. And then tomorrow at 9 a.m., he changes his mind and decides not to show up on the program. Could he do that? Sure. No. That would make him wrong. Well, he had another priority. That would mean that when he predicted he would be on the show at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning, he was wrong. <laughs> you see, yeah, we're ascribing... We are getting into the weeds, aren't we? Well, we're ascribing powers to this being that, that don't exist, that can't exist. So, And, and my, that's where my mind goes. Uh, that's why I have all these questions. Um, and and I, again, I'm not trying to change anybody's mind. I have no problem with uh, people who believe. Uh, in fact, uh, what, they, what they suggest about, you know, in the Ten Commandments and uh, loving your neighbor and all this, that's all great stuff. That's great. I'm not fighting that at all. I think it's good for society. All right, I just want to get that out of the- Please don't try and save my immortal soul. Uh, I don't have one. I don't believe I have one. Um, it's just where I'm at. Uh, 874-9390, toll-free 800-529-5572. You know, what we should have done, Brian, is we should have gotten our uh, environmental scientist on uh, to talk about global warming, because there is a study that uh, talks about this um, 2022 eruption. We mentioned it on the air uh, shortly after it happened, the Hunga Tonga Hunga Hapei Volcano. Um, It erupted in January, and apparently it has done things to the atmosphere that have never been seen before. It was that powerful. Maybe we can get Tony Lupo on uh, at some point if we have uh, a free minute. Uh, we've got uh, our favorite economist on board, Professor Murray Sabrin, is going to be with us. Uh, and we will chat with uh, Senator uh, Ashcroft, our Secretary of State Ashcroft. He'll be with us. We've got a ton of other topics uh, that I think are interesting, including a suggestion that, well, Trump's numbers are, are not as likely to result in a victory. In a victory is some people think. Uh, so much nonsense being promoted by the liberals. It's, so it's, if, if there is a God and you get there miraculously <laughs> 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 what, what quest, I think the implication there, Brian, is what that is the, uh, what is the first question that you're gonna ask him? Why did you keep this such a secret? Well, why didn't you pop down and, and let everybody know? You know? Why would you rely on text from thousands of years ago? <laughs> um, I mean, if he's all-knowing, he should have known that that's what it would take. He has that power. Um, Missouri is overhauling their electric rates. We'll kick that around as well. Uh, and that's just the tip of the iceberg for today. We invite you to join us, 874 9390 529 5572 It's the, oh boy. Are these people all, oh, all right. I have opened Pandora's box. <sighs> we'll get to your phone calls in just a moment. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio. Network. It's 19 minutes after 9 o'clock and I, I really, I don't want to dwell on this topic. I just mentioned it because I keep getting emails and for a while people were actually snail mailing me things uh, that I, they thought I should read to save my soul and all I was doing is asking that you not. Um, I have no problem with what you believe. I really don't. Uh, it's just that logically uh, this doesn't make sense and telling me you have faith doesn't do it having faith means you believe even though you can't validate the belief you just have faith you just believe uh, and that's okay because what the christians and the jews suggest uh for living standards uh for uh, they're they're wonderful uh, i don't want to change that uh, but i am convinced for instance that my sister does not exist on any plane anywhere she has ceased to exist and it breaks my heart nobody wants more than me uh to see her again somewhere on some level i just don't buy it it is i don't think it's going to happen and i know that uh, uh, you know brian has lost uh, had some uh, very sad losses and he too wishes uh for a, a repeat encounter uh, i'm i'm speaking for you but i, I think i'm pretty accurate there yeah Uh, Let me go to the phones here, and let's get this over with. Uh, Evelyn, good
1: morning. Hey, Gary. Um, I struggled for a long time with this as well, and so I just want to keep this conversation between us really simple about what I put my faith in. So let's go to a different subject really quick so I can make the point. I believe that when I pick up a Dr. Pepper, the content inside is a Dr. Pepper because of the messaging. I believe in the company. I believe in their product line. I believe in the safety and you know, I believe in the brand. If I pick up a Mountain Dew, I completely believe it's gonna be a Mountain Dew. And I've never been surprised. So what I put my faith in is the message. If I was to point you to one message, John chapter 17. John t- chapter 17 is a conversation between Jesus and the Father before in the Garden of Gethsemane before he went to the cross. And in that, he was talking to God about what he wanted. It's recorded for us, the Holy Spirit, uh, put that on John's list of things to write when he was giving him the messages to write in according to what I believe. But you believe the message. It's all in red about why Christ came and everything he meant to do. So if I put my faith in that message right there on that page and I say, I choose to believe this is true, that's what I put my faith in. I don't put my faith in the ether. I don't put my faith in what you tell me. I put my faith in the word of God. Anybody else's word, is opinion, it's, you know... All the different churches and sects you know everybody's got their own little versions and i have to put it in the word of god and the faith chapter and um and i'll wrap this up in hebrews 11 is where every single person in there got a message from god and they heard from god so like moses and noah and david and daniel they knew somehow god communicated with them it wasn't their idea even with Elijah calling down fire from heaven, there was direct messages. These guys were hearing from God.
0: All right, so you believe, pro- so yeah, you believe uh, are, Do you believe in um, Aphrodite, Isis, the sun god, uh, the moon god? Do you believe in no, those gods? No, I do not. No, so no I do not. So you're atheist for those gods? Correct. But you believe in this god? Correct. Okay. I asked Brian some simple questions. Correct. And, and I'm going to ask you.
1: I, I God, don't understand all of the the theology okay. behind all those terms.
0: All right, let me um, let me just let me break it down for you. Does God have the power to do anything He chooses?
1: Oh, Gary, these go so deep. <laughs> See, I'm not agree. I'm not
0: disagreeing with you on the message. The message is fine, I and I don't I, mind that you believe. I don't. If my job is not to change your mind or me. You. Correct. But, but you, you brought this up, so...
1: To have a discussion. Yeah. Um, so do you believe that There he, are limits on God. He he cannot lie. Okay. Can He, he make cannot a mis- make promises he cannot keep.
0: Can he make a mistake?
1: I don't believe so.
0: Can he tell the past?
1: He knows. He, he created it all.
0: And, and, he and knows there was
1: th- no past before he created it. I know, time. but
0: he knows everything that happened 2,000 years ago. He knows what's before happening Before heaven today. and
1: earth, because it's... Yeah, Jesus was, Jesus was, um...
0: Okay, right, that's okay, you don't have to explain it, you don't have to explain it. Does he well, know... the there's
1: a scripture where God says before time, he yeah, knew I'm all not, things.
0: Alright, so he knows the future. Correct. And he has free will, he can do as he pleases.
1: He only wants what's good, but yes.
0: He can do as he pleases.
1: That gets into the weeds.
0: Well, no, it's simple. He he can do whatever he wants, but he's an um, uh, he's an all loving God, uh, so he's not going to do anything.
1: But what is what is love? Love when you love your wife, you tell her the truth, and sometimes it doesn't it doesn't seem loving, but it is you know, telling a child no is sometimes the most loving thing you can do. But, yeah, so, but that's being uh, honest. A lot of people want what they want, and God says no, and yeah, they don't like that.
0: But he doesn't want to harm humanity. Am I right?
1: He came to save humanity. Yeah. Okay, no, so he, he doesn't want to
0: harm made... humanity. He Correct. knows everything past, present, and future. Correct. And if he were to say to himself or to us tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock, I'm going to go on the Gary Nolan show. Correct. Can he change his mind?
1: He would not
0: change his mind. I thought he, he had free will. Wait, promise. wait, 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 wait. He does not you make said... promises. Read but, the
1: Bible. He But doesn't you said make promises
0: he because... has free will.
1: But he makes up his mind before he makes that decision
0: but if he has free will he can change his mind
1: but that's not the way he is
0: <laughs> well, he's
1: not a, he's not a human
0: yeah i understand but if he has he's, free he's will God, and
1: his ways are higher than our ways you heard all those scriptures
0: I have, evelyn but if he has free will he can change his mind if he changes his mind his prediction was wrong But it makes him fallible <laughs> All right. All right, sweet Evelyn, thank you very much. It was an it was a wonderful conversation and I and I definitely don't want to be changing your mind or or even haunting you with mine. <laughs> okay. Hey, I'll
1: be praying that you find the right way for you.
0: <laughs> okay. Thank Sarah. you, Evelyn. I appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan show. I I I'm really I'm, try, I'm trying not to uh uh, to change anybody 's mind, uh, I got an uh, b- the invitation for the Christmas dinner Billy said uh, message uh, Christ Christmas dinner for two <laughs> billy you 're in uh let me go to keith and and we can 't do this all morning Keith good morning.
2: Good morning, Gary. Appreciate you having me on the show. I got a really logical explanation for who Jesus Christ is. you are gonna have to do a little bit of research on it, but Jesus Christ claimed to be God. He's God, the Father, and the Holy Spirit all in one. So we've got three in, three in nature, one in essence. Jesus Christ claimed to be raised from the dead, which he did, and that's the foundation of our faith. Our faith is in Christ and his word okay so if you go and you find out who jesus is and what he said he did which is prophetic he said he would be raised on the third day from the grave he did raise on the third day he said he would be crucified that's prophetic it's in the bible check it out he was crucified on a cross
0: all right when was so the, you when was the, and you find keith when was the bible written
2: the bible was written Thousands and thousands of years ago, and it was and it was uh, gathered there from the Canaan, you know, from the Dead Sea Scrolls. BC so or the AD. Bible, BC or AD. It was AD.
0: And it was long after his existence, right? At least on Earth. Yeah,
2: I see. I see. I see your point. I see where you're, where you're coming from. Here's another one for you. There are there are uh, ancient uh, his, historians like Josephus. Okay, if you look into you see who Josephus was, Josephus was not a Christian. There was other non-Christian secular historians who wrote about the resurrection and the death of Jesus Christ. And it's all in the resurrection. That's that's what you got to look at. The resurrection. And, 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 and you know, that been this... anybody?
0: Yeah, right, I'm. I'm, and, I'm you, and you know, sure this is factual, and that it was written contemporaneously uh, with uh, when he was seen walking.
2: Yes, one and two AD. One and two. One and two years after his death and resurrection. And there's more than him, and I've got him, I'm yeah. driving right, I'm a truck driver, I listen to your show, I love it, by the
0: way. All right, thank uh, you very much. Keith, I I hate to cut you short, but I got less than a minute, uh, and so I'm gonna have to run. I do appreciate your call, right. thank you so much, and drive carefully, okay? I'll do it. All right, take buddy, take care. Uh, look, I don't want to change anybody's mind. I don't want to continue down this road. My job is not to proselytize or change anyone's mind. I like, I really like what Christianity represents. Treating others as you would have them treat you. Uh, it, it, it just, there's nothing in the message that I disagree with. All right? All right, so uh, continue to believe. It's fine. It's good. Coming up, Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft is going to be on board with us. He is, of course, uh He's, well, I was going to (laughs) say he's got some input uh, that I want to hear, and it has nothing to do with any political race or campaign. But I want to find out about the Hunt Institute Education Summit. And he's the guy that knows on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It is uh, 35 minutes after 9 o'clock. Glad to have you with us on the Gary Nolan Show. And I'm pleased to tell you that Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft is on the program. Again, he's here because he's the Secretary of State for the state of Missouri. And I want to know what he's thinking. Mr. Secretary, welcome. How are you? Hello. Oh, hello.
1: Hello. Uh, Thanks th- for having me.
3: I'm sorry. I don't know what happened there. <laughs>
0: Uh, Just like a politician, to disappear when you need (laughs) him.
3: There you go, there you go. Although, politicians are generally not quiet either, so I'm not sure how we square that.
0: (laughs) I don't disagree with that. What's this uh, Hunt Institute Education Summit?
3: Um, Six years ago, this will be the sixth year of it, I uh, found an NGO, a non-governmental organization, out in North Carolina that realized that there are problems with their education system. that would say, we're not educating kids, we're not teaching them how to think and uh, they were very involved in North Carolina, they were involved in Virginia and some other places, and I said, why don't you come out to Missouri, uh, we'll use North Carolina tax dollars, not Missouri tax dollars, we'll use your money to get legislators in Missouri together, the legislators will decide the topics, we'll bring in experts from around the state and around the country, and try to push through some changes so that we'll finally give every child in this state the opportunity to get a quality education. That's what it's all about, trying to actually move the the needle not just curse the darkness but really to light a candle
0: well how do you get around the unions and their push for the 1619 project and diversity inclusion uh and all the other dei and all the rest of that so how do you get around them
3: um the, you, frankly sometimes you just got to put your head down and say we're going to do it now i will say with uh, unions, uh, a lot of people in different unions would agree with you and me about needing to make changes in education, but the teachers union has stopped, solidly stood against reforms and making sure that kids actually were taught to think. The best way to do that is to take the funds that the state is spending on education and put parents in charge of them. Let the parents decide if that's going to be used for tuition at the local public school because it's a good public school. Let the parents decide if they want to move them to a private school because that would work better, use that money for that tuition or for homeschooling or whatnot. But for 50 years, my entire lifetime, politicians have been saying we're going to teach kids and yet at the same time they've been kowtowing to powerful interests that didn't want to do it. It's time we change that.
0: Uh, the dollar follows the scholar makes sense to me. I'm, as, as everybody knows, as a libertarian, I'm not fond of the way uh, education is funded. But if it's going to be funded, We ought to have some choices um, so that uh, we give competition to and incentive for improvement uh, to those government-run schools.
3: Can I Uh, throw out two little factoids really quickly? Yeah. In Missouri, according to our tests, fewer than 25% of our 8th graders are proficient in math and reading. How do you call it education if more than three-quarters of our students are not learning the material? And secondly, we have school districts in this state where more than half the money that goes to that district goes to administration and overhead. Less than half of it actually gets to the classroom where we're supposed to be teaching kids. We can all agree that's wrong.
0: You know, if, if, the, if the goal of education is anything at all, it is to teach children to read and to perform math. Maybe a couple of other things, but reading, and writing, and arithmetic, as the old saying goes, is the core of education. Instead, we're teaching these kids how to have different types of sex, um, how to put on a condom, uh, all this other nonsense. It, it just simply isn't the job of the government or the government-run schools to do those things. And if they can't perform, if only 25% know how to to perform basic math, or can read at level. This is an abysmal
3: failure. I I, I can only agree with you. And here's what concerns me. I think there are some people that want our schools to fail so that our students will be dependent upon the government. I want every one of our students, every individual in this state, to be able to stand on their own feet and be independent of government. And I bet you agree with that, too. <laughs> oh,
0: absolutely, absolutely, I agree. So you actually think they want these kids to not get a, a good education? What would be the point? What would they? Why would they want that? Is it just because they want to be in control?
3: I, I do, yeah, I think there is... A small at least subset of the bureaucracy and the quote intelligentsia that believe they know better how to run our lives they believe that if we are just dependent upon them to tell us what to do if if we don't have the skills to make our own decisions then we have to be the cogs in their big business and then we will just suffer and and take it and I think that's wrong we are not here to serve the government government was created uh, to, it was people gave up a limited amount of their autonomy so that government would create some uh, amount of public safety. Because if you don't have public safety, you can't have liberty because you, you're scared to walk out of your front door. You don't have a front door. gets stolen from you. Um, and they are more concerned with control and, and us doing what they want to elevate them than actually releasing the potential that God has given each and every one of us.
0: Uh, If you just turn the radio on, Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft is with us Uh, uh, in Moberly. uh, Is there a new company coming to town?
3: Yeah, a company based in Columbia, Missouri, uh, Equipment Share. Uh, creating more jobs, creating more economic activity. It's a wonderful thing, and we need to make sure that instead of growing government like we have, doubling it in roughly the last five, actually the last seven years, we minimize it so it's easier for companies to grow. We need to make sure we have a good education system so companies will be able to find an educated workforce here, people will want to move here, and we need to make public safety so that they will grow. That's what we need, economic activity from private companies, not the government trying to determine everything.
0: Is Mulverly in Boone County, Brian? You it
3: know, is not now. It is not.
0: So they moved out of the county
3: or they're, they're well, expanding it's outside. it's an expansion, yeah.
0: Yeah, but you know, Boone County is big. They, I'm sure, could have found the real estate. Um, and my guess is that whatever county they're in, the taxes are lower uh, because they're not uh, dominated by uh, leftists. Money goes where it's treated best. Anyway, uh, let's talk. Uh, let's back up a little bit and uh, talk a little bit about the uh, economic outlook. I've been seeing some pretty horrible uh, stories. There's uh, one at um, uh, Professor Murray Sabrin is going to be with us. He says the global debt bomb fuse has been lit, uh, suggesting that we've got some real problems on the way. Uh, there's uh, another uh, story. This is at Investors uh, Business Daily. The Federal Reserve broke the budget. Buckle up for what comes next. Um, I mean, the stories are just, they're all over the place. Nobody wants U.S. Treasury bonds, uh, according to the semaphore. uh, Once a symbol of America's economic might and uh, accepted as global coin of the realm, they have fallen badly out of favor uh, because of our debt. What's what's to come?
3: Uh. I think realistically, we ought to be talking about how we're going to default. I hate that idea. It's a terrible thing. It's a terrible idea. But we are spending, I believe this year, the data I saw shows that we are spending more than a trillion dollars just as interest on our debt. I remember under Ronald Reagan, when we were concerned that our debt was around $3 trillion, we're now spending a trillion dollars dollars just to pay the interest on the debt that we've taken out. This is a necessary consequence of government run-a-buck uh, run amok of a lack of accountability among our congressional critters that spend money like it's water, and it's 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 not just a federal government problem; it's a state government problem. It's a problem for every individual in this state. When you see prices rising at at the gas pump, that's not just because of the gas tax that's going back into effect again with another increase in July. That's because of inflation. When you see the prices of food at the store going up, that's because of inflation. That's all driven by this. Half of Missouri's budget is paid for by the federal government, and a good portion of that is funny money. It doesn't actually exist. It's electronic ones and zeros. The federal government is in trouble because they're spending money they don't have. The state government is in trouble because they're spending money from the federal government that the federal government doesn't have. Our economy is going to slow down, and we better get our house in order, or we're going to see a mess that has not been seen in at least a generation, if not a couple.
0: All right. In the closing uh, of this conversation, Mr. Secretary, uh, I want to talk about artificial intelligence. Uh, I see that uh, Congress is uh, going after it. Everybody is afraid of it. Where do you stand? Is it a good thing, a bad thing, a mixed bag? what?
3: <laughs> well, I got to tell you, my, my initial thought is if Congress is doing it, I'm against it. Um, you know... I- Uh, I don't see I I think artificial intelligence Is a technological tool That can be used both for good and for evil Uh, I I think you see that With every innovation of science It can be used for good things or bad things But uh, I think the U.S. Congress Has a really bad track record Of figuring out how to regulate Things in a way that is beneficial Instead of killing the good stuff And promoting the bad stuff So I, I, I don't think they'll end up doing a good thing there
0: yeah I think hands off uh there'll be a technological battle uh, where somebody will create something that identifies AI and somebody will come up with a better AI and they'll go back and forth like that uh, but I think to kill it would be a horrible mistake
3: you can't kill it and uh you what what Congress does won't stop China it won't stop Russia won't stop North Korea it won't stop other countries um we need to be a leader in doing it right, uh, not taking a hammer to it. And that's what government does. Government sees everything as a nail and just uses a hammer on it.
0: You're exactly right. And, you know, they're, they're talking about uh, a, a, a treaty that restricts us from using AI to
3: control uh, a weaponry. Yeah, because Did- the Chinese will follow the treaty they signed with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah just like yeah. the Russians.
0: Yeah, sure they will. <laughs> it's, 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 it's such naivete. I, I, it's, it's, like, it's like giving the, the bully in school your lunch uh, in hopes that he won't bother you. Uh, it, it never works.
3: I think the 15 to $20 million that foreign individuals gave to the Biden family has reaped a very good investment for those foreign countries.
0: <laughs> well, it's because of all the the work they did for those foreign countries.
3: <laughs> and that they, I think, continue to do for yeah, those foreign countries. Could very well be.
0: Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft, thank you for being with us. Thanks for having me. All right, take care. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Up against the clock, quick break. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. It is 52 minutes after 9 o'clock. Professor Murray Sabrin is going to be with us at about five minutes after. We'll get his take on this. Uh, Semaphore writes that nobody wants U.S. Treasury bonds. Uh, once a symbol of America's economic might and accepted as a global coin of the realm, they have fallen badly out of favor with serious consequences for taxpayers, investors, and financial markets. Um, and that's literally the, the tip of the iceberg. Uh, there is uh, another story. This one is at investors. Uh, It says uh, Federal Reserve broke the budget. Buckle up for what's coming next. The 10-year Treasury yield set off roaring alarms about U.S. budget when it surged to 5% last month. Now those warnings look like a fire drill. Federal Reserve uh, rate hikes seem to be over for now, uh, giving the bond markets a reprieve and allowing a powerful S&P 500 rally to resume. But there are bumpy roads ahead, and that literally is the tip of the iceberg. So we will find out from Professor Murray Sabrin. In the meantime, uh, I, um, uh, Brian, I, I hate to do this to you because I know, I know you love uh, a good steak dinner. I do, yes, sir. Um, and I, and I know that uh, you enjoy um, cooking at home and making. Pork chops and all that stuff. Okay. Well, the United Nations is a little concerned. Oh, how they're not going to take away the uh, the meat that uh, yes. we enjoy. Oh, great, wonderful. A lead United Nations agency overseeing food and uh, agricultural policy is expected to issue a roadmap in the coming weeks, which will call on the West. Including you, Brian, including America, yeah. to dramatically reduce meat consumption. <laughs> uh, the Food and Agriculture Organization, uh, or FAO, is going to publish their uh, their Global Food Systems Roadmap during an upcoming uh, climate summit in Dubai. Which, by the way, the mayor of Colombia is going to. What the hell is the mayor of Colombia going to Dubai for? And I I thought, and I'll, I'll check tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow uh, we'll have uh, Mike Murphy on from Como Buzz. But did he not suggest that Communist China uh, is behind the organization that's funding those trips? I think so, but I'm not sure. It's possible. Don't I, take it to the bank. Yeah, we it's still gonna, don't know where the funding is coming from. She's the mayor of the city of Columbia, Missouri. Uh, she has no business going there. It's... Pathetic. Anyway, uh, the failure of leading meat and dairy companies to reduce emissions underlines the urgent need for more policy focus on the food and agricultural sector. So these people, who are not Americans, want to tell Americans how to eat because they have convinced themselves that there is anthropogenic global warming that they believe will lead to a catastrophe and the elimination of civilization as we know it. They believe it. You don't believe it. But it doesn't matter because they believe it. They're going to force, if they can, their way on you. Just eat your bugs and be quiet. La cha la cha <laughs> This... this uh, Drive has been an abysmal failure from day one. Everything the global warming people have predicted has fallen through. Everything that they have taken my tax dollars to underwrite has failed. Everything they have pushed has been a loser. And they won't give up. And the teachers unions, they they believe this and they're teaching these kids That you know, anthropogenic global warming. Wow, this is the end of the world. That's why you see all these young kids throwing things at expensive works of art, gluing themselves to the street, and doing all that other nonsense. Because they have been indoctrinated since childhood. It is their religion. They have been told from day one, this is this is what's going to happen. The world is going to collapse. You're not going to have any water. You're not going to have it. It's all going to be because. Man has, uh, you know, uh, harnessed carbon fuels. What they need to do, what these kids need to do, somebody needs to put them somewhere, maybe on a giant farm or a ranch somewhere, and let them live without any benefit from carbon fuels.
1: How dare you?
0: Yeah. Let them ride around on a horse. Don't give them a car. Uh, let them plow the fields with a horse, and a, you know the plow, you've seen those things where they they plow the field one one row at a time. Let them harvest everything manually. Let them not burn any carbon fuels to stay warm or to light up their uh, their abode at night. Let them see what life was like before carbon fuels. See if that doesn't change their minds. If it's 7 o'clock at night, you can't read anything. There is no television. You have no electricity. It, it maybe you can have electricity if you can build from scratch a generator that you power with your feet like a bicycle. That's what these kids need to do. That's what we need to do. We, we, they need to find out what it's like to live like they did 150 years ago. And I guarantee you, they wouldn't be so anti-carbon fuel after that. First cold night, they'd be screaming for some kind of heat. They'd, you know, even if you light logs in the fireplace, it's a carbon fuel. Oh, for crying out loud, you can't live without it. Professor Sabrin, coming up next, Gary Nolan Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show.